My name is Leo DeRocher, and I'm here with Mayday Parade at Hangout Music Festival. Thank you guys for being here. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. So, let's introduce each one of y'all. Okay, my name is Derek. I'm Jake. I'm Jeremy. I'm Alex. And I'm Brooks. So what instruments do y'all play? Oh, sorry, I sing. I'm Derek, and I sing. I'm Jake, and I play drums. I'm Jeremy, and I play bass. I'm Alex, and I play guitar. I'm Brooks, and I play guitar. So how'd you all meet? Well, we all kind of grew up together, went to school together. Brooks and I went to school together. Uh, Jeremy and Alex went to school together. Jake was in Cairo doing his South Georgia thing. Yeah. And we all just loved music and going to shows and playing in bands. We've all kind of been in different arrangement of bands together. And uh, so since we were like teenagers, you know, there was kind of a close-knit community in Tallahassee of all these local bands and, um, and just eventually kind of found our way into this group. So, this is for all of y'all. Who, who, what band inspired you to get into music like this? Uh, there's, there's a lot. Uh, Taking Back Sunday is a big one for me. Green Day for me was the, the major player. Uh, saves the day. Yeah, Taking Back Sunday or like Dashboard Confessional. Right, like yeah, Taking Back Sunday or At the Drive-In was the first music video that I saw that was a part of this scene and like really just I was like what is that? Yeah. So how did all of your parents react whenever you told me I wanted to do music as a career? Um, well I mean like, I, for, we started so young most of us you know and it just kind of became more and more serious you know and um, well my, my parents said we'll buy you the drum kit but no bands and I just didn't listen to them. What were they thinking was going to happen there? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Buy the drum kit, but you can't play it. You can't play it. You can watch <laughs> it. You can play it, but you can't have a band. Nobody I, I know. Yeah. It's like the Step Brothers scene. Yeah, you touch my drum kit. Yeah, my parents have usually have been pretty supportive. Yeah. Yeah, my parents were supportive as well. And, uh, you know, we were all in this particular band. It was only a, like a two years before we got a record deal. So. They were very supportive and like, you know, you got to go all the way through with it and see it to the end, like, you know, do the, make the deal, see what happens, like, otherwise you're not going to be satisfied, you know? Mm-hmm. Let me be clear, once the, the record deal came in, they were like, oh, okay, like, you, you should do what you just said. You yeah. can finally yeah. touch your drum set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try it, see how it goes. Yeah, I feel like we created a lot of chaos at Derek's parents, mm-hmm. Gabby's parents, and at my parents, we, like, between all the years all the of growing years, up yeah. and, and the, the places we rehearsed, yeah, we spent a lot of time making a lot of noise in those houses. Right. So, how did you come up with the name Mayday Parade, which is a cool name, uh, I have to say. So. Who wants to tackle this We were this watching one? a parade on a rooftop, and we are like, oh, parade would be like, be cool to get parade in the name somehow. And, then, and we already liked Mayday. And we already liked Mayday, and Alex was like, Mayday Parade. Nick's like, yeah, I think Bam. that's it. Ding, ding. Did I get it right? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And we had music that we had released with no name, so we were like, we got to get something going. A parade where? Do you remember? Tallahassee. Downtown Tallahassee. I'll just ask because I'm from New Orleans, so we have a lot of parades down there. Oh, yeah. So. See, we don't have that many in Tallahassee, so it's a special just, one. Just the one, the one every year. One Christmas parade, well, two. Yeah. Sorry, two. So you talked about getting a record deal. What you, what, how... Did you end up getting a record deal? And what's your advice to somebody trying to get a record deal? 
Well, uh, so, I mean, for us, th there were a lot of, like, smaller labels that had uh, approached us. A, a, a huge part of it for us was MySpace, you know, was, was, was big and, like, pure volume, but a lot of it was MySpace and having music on MySpace, especially that was, like, a little bit reactive, you know, um, helped a lot, and, and we were approached by some smaller labels, and then eventually, as we continued to you know, kind of push our band and we followed Warped Tour selling CDs and all that. We started getting approached by um, some some stronger labels and... The Warped Tour? Uh, yeah, we followed Warped Tour, yeah, yeah. How did you get on that? Well, we weren't on it, we just followed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just we sold CDs out of backpacks, put headphones on people and said, buy this for five bucks. This right. Before, right now. <laughs> this was before Spotify and Apple were, they didn't have another another place to go and listen to like if you mm -hmm. want this record you'd have to kind of like buy it right here so yeah it's you have cd player and headphones so you're walking with the cd player you know and just go up and down the line all day selling cds yeah. it's a long story how that kind of came to be but we just eventually kind of learned that we could a big festival like that you got thousands and thousands of people you can walk up and down with, with headphones and sell enough you know sell more than we would make actually touring small-time touring and, and playing shows or even um, playing warp tour or even yeah exactly, <laughs> at yeah. that time like, right it was yeah. more beneficial to just walk around and sell than to actually play so uh and then yeah just kind of helped create some some buzz about the band and then we were approached by fearless and a handful of other labels um and you know fearless kind of seemed the most into the band and, and genuine and everything and we just yeah. went with them and I don't know, these, uh, things have changed so much, so it's kind of hard to answer the second part of your question about what advice you'd give now. I, I think that a big part of that is, and everything that you're saying goes into this as well, is just simply showing labels that you can function as a business aside from them because they're going to invest into you. And if they think you're going to go on the road and just fall apart, they're not going to put their money down. So right. you have to sort of become this... this um, a self-efficient or yeah, self-profiting business before a label's willing to do that, and by and to do that, you have to go on the road and kind of test yourselves together, mentally and you know emotionally, or utilize places like TikTok and Reels and and, and, that is and get a massive fan base through that that's going to convince them that like this this person's worth working with. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the new world. Right. You, you have to work either way. You either yeah. work on the road or you work off the road just focusing on pushing yourself in social so either way you gotta put a lot of effort into do you consider like sorting your own record label at any point or just we, we actually just did our, our first single that we just released uh, a couple weeks ago was our our first uh independent release that's awesome yeah what's your record label going to be called that's a good question what, what uh, do we put it out there? we don't I don't know. <laughs> I think what, I think yeah. like MDP. I think it's MDP records. records. Well, that yeah. was our first one. We tried to get that one back and we couldn't. So then we did Bangarang Music. Yeah. One. It's on something, awesome. yeah. <laughs> we don't know, but it's out there. It's <laughs> yeah. the yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. Unless we want to start putting out other people. Yeah. Right. It'd be fun, too. I think that's what, like, the Foo Fighters do with the RCA and Roswell Records. Right. Mm -hmm. They, your, they make a little bit more than we do. So. A little bit. So is it your first time playing Hangout Fest? Yeah. yeah. So what was your reaction when you found out you were playing Hangout Fest? <laughs> My honest reaction is I didn't know what Hangout Fest was until I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is massive. I didn't realize how big this was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had heard a little bit about it, uh, but uh, no, it's super cool, and especially like, yeah, same thing, like I didn't know much, but looking into it, I was like, right, this is a, a cool thing, and a really awesome venue, big bands, and uh, it's pretty close to north from Tallahassee, which is like three or four hours, I think, uh, from here, so it's, it's probably the closest to, to a hometown show that we'll play on this tour, you know, and uh, yeah, no, we're excited to be here. What are your favorite places to play? This is a question for everybody. Well, based on the crowd, uh, there's a venue in uh, Sayreville, New Jersey, called Starlin Ballroom that just has kind of, for you know, over a decade now, been just our best market to play. That's that, probably all of our favorite. Right. Yeah. Part. Just the the energy at the shows there is just kind of next level. And then uh, in the Philippines, Manila in the Philippines is also just an incredible just strong market that anytime we go there they show us so much love and um, we really like Japan a lot as well but we didn't do so well over there so we haven't gone back in a long time it's more of a like that's one of the coolest places we've been yeah um, Japan then um, there's always like cool places you go in, in the in the states like uh, I think New Orleans is a really cool spot you know Nashville is always a cool spot places that have like a little bit more character to them mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, those are some of my favorites when we're playing in the U.S. So, uh, how does the songwriting process go for y'all? Do y'all all present a song? Yeah, every, everybody writes songs, um, and at this point, we all can like demo out ideas pretty well. So everyone kind of comes up with ideas and demos them out, and then we kind of pull them all together and. Sometimes it's a little bit collaborative with people working together, and um, but then we go into the studio and basically just kind of pick the songs that we feel the strongest about. And I mean, it's it's changed a lot over the years, you know, but that's pretty much where it is now. Yeah. So y'all didn't play the festival yet. Y'all play later. How yeah. did how does writing a setlist for a festival change from writing a setlist for like an arena or a club? Well, festival is different in the sense that a lot of the people here are probably people that haven't heard your music before. So what we tend to do is just pick the songs we know are going to react the best, like our biggest uh, songs. Mm -hmm. Like for us, be Jamie All Over, Miserable Abyss, stuff like that. So you want to play like the most popular songs that people may have heard or the ones that you know are like the best songs in your list of songs. You know? mm -hmm. so that's how that differs in playing your own. Shows. You can play more of the deeper cuts for people that are actually there and know the music. Well, thank you guys so much for giving us time to interview you all, and good luck tonight. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us.